This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today, we get to feature a local gal who's working as a publisher and with a publication that uh, we're going to talk about um, during this hour and how she got into it and what this publication does, which is really cool, which is why I wanted to have her on the show. And But first, before we go there, I'd like to say hello to my friend Eric. How are you, sir? Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. Happy sunny Wednesday. It is kind of sunny today, and it's supposed to be kind of sunny all too. week. Yeah, <laughs> is it going to be sunny all week? That's the that's the plan so far. <laughs> we'll oh. see. Oh, good. You know how things change around here. Oh boy, no kidding, no kidding. Well, it's great. It's great to be here today for another episode, and it's Wednesday afternoon. And I want to drop. Well, I'll, I'll wait because I've got uh, something that I'm going to show you later that we'll do. But I'm. And now I'm being cryptic and not going to tell anybody what it <laughs> Very is. Very cryptic. But <laughs> so <laughs> but I'm sure it's all good stuff. Oh, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So uh, again, I want to thank you for producing the show and KKNW for hosting us. And uh, I'm glad that we're able to bring this to you. And we're going to talk right now with a young lady. Her name is Kendall Stuckey, and she is with Best Version Media. Uh, Kendall, good afternoon. How are you? Hello. Good afternoon. I'm great. Thank you. I had the best time talking to you when we first chatted. I know I enjoyed I, it. I had no idea what it was that you do and the depth of which you do it. And it's pretty, it's pretty dynamic of the, the, the publications that are out there. I had no idea that there are actually millions of these that are being published every month. Um, yeah, you're not alone because it, they're private publications. So if you don't receive them, you don't know they exist. That's and <laughs> there are by it's by community, correct? Right. So we um, so people like me can start their own community magazines in their own town. I started mine in Maple Valley, which is where I live. Um, we didn't have anything like that, and so. Um, that was my first one. Now I have four, but yeah, they're usually within the publishers where, where they live or somewhere close. And what is the nature of the publication? What, what does it do? And by the way, I want to let people know that it is possible to get involved with this company and to become your own publisher on slash entrepreneur of, of your own neighborhood. Have I, have I misstated that? No, no, actually, I mean, I got started seven years ago, never had done this before. So our top publisher in the entire company was a school teacher. So it's not like I, I have no publishing background. You don't have to have a publishing background. It is something that you can learn and you're trained and you can start something in your own community. So I am actually um, also a market manager looking to fill several spots in uh, the King County area and would love to talk with anybody that might have an interest. Can, are you, do you have it on the tip of your tongue where those areas are? Yes. I'm currently looking Bellevue and it's, you know, that's wide open. It wouldn't be all of Bellevue. So it can be a community in Bellevue, Kirkland, Redmond, 
Um, I think something in Issaquah would be great. Um, Federal Way even. I mean, really, it if there's a, a town and you live there and you want to start something, then it, it's possible. Now, I understand, now correct me if I'm wrong, that what the, what the company does for you is they will create, they cre- actually do the creation of the magazine. Um, and they also plan where the, they distribute the magazine to based upon the demographics of that particular area. Have I said that kind of correctly? Pretty, pretty correctly. So, um, so I'll just use myself as the example here. So I um, had learned about the company I'm with is called Best Version Media, and they're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they started this concept in 2007. Um, And when I found out about them, I called or I sent a resume and I applied and talked to them. When I decided, yes, I want to be a publisher, then they said, well, where do you live? I said, Maple Valley. And they will do the demographic search on what's the best area within that particular or any community, right? So, you know, this is going to be the best area for you to develop a magazine in. And then they put you through all the training. And if you're an entrepreneur, the beauty of this is there's no overhead and you don't have to put a lot of money into it. You really, you just don't, you just learn how to do this. You start building your ads by, or building your magazine through selling ads, right? We have to have money to make this go to print and do all that. And then once you get there, then you, you have a team that helps you. I have a designer, I have a content coordinator, I have a photographer. Um, We put the whole publication together and then best version media takes care of printing it and mailing it. I don't have to deal with any of that. I mean, anybody else who publishes a magazine, that's probably a big headache for them. Um, So best version media does all that and they do all the billing too. (laughs) So really it's a way to be an entrepreneur that takes away a lot of the headaches that basic entrepreneurship would have, you know, any kind of basic business. Now they, are you responsible for the people that are working with you or are they company people? Um, my designer is a company person from Best Version Media, um, and she's probably another independent contractor that works in. She's like in Iowa, right? And I'm in Washington. Oh wow! Uh, we've never met in person, and we've been business partners for seven years. She's been she creates all four of my magazines for the last seven years. Um, but they provided her. I found my own local photographer and my own content coordinator. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the ad aspect, because when we mentioned that, people are like, oh, I get it. You want me to go door to door selling ads? Yeah, well, that's going to happen. <laughs> and the reality is, is that the way that the company works and the way that the, the product is placed, it is placed in highly, um, um, not necessarily affluent, but, but demographics that, that will react to local ads that are placed within the magazine. As an example, if you like in Maple Valley, if mm-hmm. you have an advertiser that would like to uh, touch, uh, say they're a restaurant and they would love to be able to touch the local people around the restaurant, you can go to them and say, I have a publication where we have got, I think you said you had 5,000 placements in the, uh, in Maple Valley, is that right? Yes, fifty-two hundred. Mm-hmm. And so you can say to that 
business owner, I am placing this magazine, which is a high quality magazine, is going with local stories, is going into the local market to customers that would be your customer, but they knew what you were doing. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So you have local businesses. How do they reach these, these homeowners? And we do look at things at demographics. We look a little bit higher income earners, higher home values. So our businesses know we're targeting people that can afford their goods and services, first of all. But yes, we will place them in the homes of, of these homeowners so that they can see their ad, perhaps read an article or something that they wrote. And it's we're providing something that the community loves because we highlight local residents on the cover. We do local interest stories. We work with local organizations. We work with the local school uh, districts. Everything is hyper local to that community. So when that magazine arrives in the mailbox and it's all about them, then that likelihood of them reading it is, like I said, it's about 90% read, read rate. So that business owner, that restaurant puts their ad in there. Now they're reaching at least 90% of those 5,200 households, homes that have, you know, maybe 11,000 people total that they're reaching and they're seeing their ad. And then they're sharing that and inviting their friends and telling their neighbors, oh, I tried this restaurant. I saw them in the magazine. So it just, you know, it works that way. It's a, it's a wonderful way to, to advertise at the grassroots level. Yep. It's right. rather not going door to door, right? It's the next best thing. The other option is go knock on doors and introduce yourself as the local restaurant owner. But this is that next best thing, getting you inside of these homes um, in a very family-oriented, positive, upbeat community publication. Well, and the other thing that, that you do is you highlight families and nonprofits and community events, youth sports, which is big. Huge. Um, and for, because everybody's got little league teams and little league uh, um, and, and different levels of, of sports that they would like. And, you know, kids that are doing well and uh, need to be highlighted and stuff. So it has a real local flavor to it. Regardless, what I like about it is regardless of the community that it's in, because Maple Valley talks about Maple Valley. Mm-hmm. Kirkland would talk about Kirkland. Bellevue would talk about Bellevue. Yep. And so it's not like you're talking about um, Rustin and Tacoma is talking about, you know, Snohomish or whatever. It's it's real local to them, which is why your read rate is so high. Exactly. So my four publications, Maple Valley, Renton, Fairwood and the Sammamish Plateau. They, you know, Sammamish Plateau could care less about Maple Valley and Maple Valley, probably Sammamish Plateau. Right. So my content in Sammamish is all about Sammamish. You know, my content in Maple Valley is all about Maple Valley that, you know, so they don't cross over. The only thing they have in common is me, really. Um, But, yeah, it's keeping it that hyper local, all about that community that why people look forward to it and why they enjoy receiving it every month and why they on average reread it about five times a month. You know, it's like, Oh, what, what events are going on this week? And then we have that events page, as you mentioned. So you can't, we, well, we don't have a newspaper here anymore. Um, There's no real way to reach this audience other than through that. Exactly. Are you familiar with the I-90 rule? 
I-90. No, tell me. I should know that, but I don't. People who live north of I-90 very rarely go south of I-90. <laughs> and people who live south very rarely very go rarely. north because there's only 405 or uh, to get there uh, if you're going trying going north. And, and it's it's always clogged up, so it takes yep. forever to get there. It takes forever. So most people, if you're in Snamamish, you you probably don't even recognize it that uh, um, or have never been to um, uh, your your home area. No. Of... <laughs> they don't even know what that is. It's somewhere out in the country. <laughs> exactly. So and and because of these areas are growing so greatly, uh, there are more people being placed there. And and you don't you don't. Okay. So some people are saying. Well, yeah, then you get you get these bunches of magazines, then you have to address them, and then you have to put the, the stamps on them, and then you have to put them in the mail. No, the company does all that for you, right? I do all that. Imagine, I have probably, between my magazines, I reach over 11,000 households. Can you imagine stamping that? <laughs> Not no. in this lifetime. Yeah, it's the beauty of what best version media, I, and I can do it from my house, right? I can... We put, we put everything in the magazine together through emails back and forth and logging it up in a system that um, BVM has for us. And then we, we upload everything and my designer downloads it and she creates this beautiful magazine from what we send her. And then once we approve it and it goes through quality control off to BVM, I don't even know where they send it to get it printed and mailed. I just know it shows up in all those mailboxes the first week of every month. That's clockwork. That it always happens. Uh, that's a, that's a, who decide who developed this. Is there one guy or was it? Yeah, Dave Duran is our founder and uh, was the CEO. Now he's uh, kind of moved on, but um, they just really he and two other partners believe that there was print was still viable. And back when they started this, you know, newspapers were failing and everybody thought everything was going to be done online and nobody was ever going to look at print anymore. And they just didn't believe that was true, but they believed there had to be something new and different. And um, they created six magazines and they worked on those for six years, just really figuring out what in print works and what doesn't. And when they came up with that formula, I always say it's kind of like if you bought a McDonald's franchise, you don't reinvent the wheel, right? McDonald's got that all laid out. You follow that formula. Well, I followed the BVM formula. And like I said, with no experience, I created my first publication. And we will, we're projected to mail 48 million magazines this year. We have over 1,200 magazines. We're in every state in the U.S., every province in Canada. Did you say 48 million? I did. 48 million. When I started in 2017, we were mailing 17 million. Just gives you an idea of the growth. So now let me ask you, can you, if, if you're an advertiser and you have say multiple locations and you have one in um, Snohomish, you've got one in Fairwood and, and can you buy into multiple magazines? Absolutely. So I, I work with clients all the time. Um, who go into all my magazines, but I have other published. I'm not the only publisher in this area. We have Bonnie Lake and Lake Taps and uh, Tacoma and Seattle and Bellingham, Spokane, Idaho, right? It is, there's all these other publishers. So I have talked to clients 
And they're like, well, I love this. I just had a client this week. She's like, but we also want to reach Bellingham. Do you have anything yet there? Yes, we do. I could place her in any magazine in the United States. Um, if they, if they like this concept, we've had businesses who bought in multiple States actually, because their, their business reached multiple States. If you are looking, if you are a business of size and you're looking for reach and you can touch 48 million homes that are the proper demographic for what you're trying to get to, it's, it's almost like a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I will tell you this though, for big, huge national companies, there are probably cheaper ways to reach that large of an audience. No problem. Um, so you have to be mindful of that, but that hyper local really getting into that community, there's really nothing that beats us. So we have some people that, you know, maybe do five to seven to 10 magazines. I don't know that we'd ever had anybody that would do hundreds that that might be just not cost effective. So I got, I got to ask you now, part of the, the charm of this is it's locally based, based upon local people. Mm -hmm. And so you have local stories. Mm -hmm. Where do you come up with these stories? Well, this is the this is my favorite part. So I think I already mentioned we highlight a local family that lives in the community, right? We do a professional photo shoot with them. My content coordinator writes their article and then they're the main story in that month's publication. So, you know, think about the average person. You know, famous people get on magazines, right? Or that right. famous plastic surgeon or whatever. But your average person doesn't. We do. We provide that for them. So they get to be the cover. The whole center of the magazine is all about them. That's our main story. And it changes month to month. And people like they'll say, oh, my gosh, people are stopping me in the grocery store saying they saw me on the cover. <laughs> Uh, you know, kids will go to school. Mom, dad, I think we're famous. The kids <laughs> saw me on the magazine. Right. And so that part is really cool. So that's the main story. But then um, the, like the Chamber of Commerce, the Historical Society, um, there's a local arboretum, um, charity organizations. They use our public, even the cities themselves use our publication to reach an audience. So they'll submit content to us and we'll publish it and mail it. Um, but then residents. So we get called uh, social media in print because just think about this. People post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever is the latest and greatest, right? And they post their stories. Well, now our residents can send us stories and we will publish it and mail it to thousands of people. So I have moms groups who like to share what their moms clubs are doing so that other moms can know about them. I've got a guy who writes about different trail hikes that he likes to take his kids on. And he'll go take pictures and he does maps because he wants to share that with the community. Um, I have one guy who likes to make beer at home. So we want to teach people how to do that. Um, gosh, I, I had a little girl 10 years old who thought she loved the magazine, but said, you don't have anything for kids. So she started a kids section and she would do a craft every month. And so kids could do these crafts. And that was just absolutely precious. And then we do kid of the month where we highlight local kids. We, as we talked about, we highlight local athletes, um, sport, it could be and a specific athlete, it could be an athletic team, it could be a coach, but 
we don't just put stock articles in our magazines. Our ad articles, our magazines are actually super organic because they come from the community itself. And we never know what's going to be in, in, in an issue until we get everything compiled and go, like this month in one of my publications, we have three sports articles. Those were sent to us from outside the community, you know, at, or outside of our reach. They sent them to us. That's amazing. Yeah. Really, it is, you know, in this day and age, and again, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is in this day and age, we are so um, disjointed as far as community. Um, I, I like to, I like to say I lived in a cul-de-sac for almost 20 years and for probably 10 of those years, I didn't know any of their names. Mm -hmm. What we would do was we would drive into the cul-de-sac. We'd hit the uh, uh, garage door opener. We'd go into the garage. We'd shut the garage door opener and then we'd go in the house and then we'd maybe hang out in the backyard and we right. never hang hung out. So we didn't even, there's no sense of community, even amongst neighbors. Um, so if you have a vehicle that can do that for for the community, that's I think that's that's golden for everybody involved, isn't it? Well, that I mean, there's so many things I love about this, and so many things that drew me to it. But yeah, the, we always say our goal is to the, to unite the communities and the businesses that serve them, and by doing it in a positive way. Because two points you just said, like you go to your house, you come home, you don't really get to know your neighbor. And then often the things you hear about blasted everywhere are all, all negative. And we forget that people are genuinely really good and kind hearted and that people do amazing things every day. It's just, we don't talk about that. And so we try to highlight those things. There's every time we share a family story, they all, first thing they always say is, well, we don't do anything that's important. I, you, we would be a boring cover. And I will guarantee you, we've never had a boring family. And sometimes I'm just in awe of what these families do, like what they have done to help communities and organizations and just what they do. It's, it's it, to share that is so unique and amazing and to get to have a vehicle for them to get to tell that story when otherwise they probably wouldn't get to. Um, and like you said, getting to know your neighbors, I had a, um, a gentleman, he's 85 years old. He was on the cover of the magazine. His name is Fritz. Love him. He was a veteran. Um, he is in the military for a long time. He's lived on this street, I don't know, 30 years, 30 years, something like that. Well, there after the, the magazine hit, there were several neighbors that realized that didn't realize he was a vet. They were also vets. They got this little group. Now they get together and they wouldn't probably have ever known each other because this is on acreage property. So people are on like five, 10 acres. They're not quite right next door. Um, but now they they all became friends through this because of what they read in the magazine. And it has really united people in ways that I don't think would would have happened without it. I really love the the concept because, and they talk about that that it is for the improvement and the uh, cohesion of the, of the entire neighborhood, and so that everybody can feel part of uh, 
the community. It's it really is interesting. You've got covers of like one of them I'm looking at here is the Cooney family, <laughs> and it's it has you know them smiling and they're on the cover. <laughs> It'd be like that would be way cool to be able to get to have that and and uh, and to share it. That, that's something. One of those. That's one of those things that gets put in a in a um, um, gets hung on the wall with with a of uh, uh, a frame that's yes. what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. a frame um and that would be i mean that would be so much fun uh, so, you, there's probably places where you go right and they have some where you can get a picture in a i don't know photoshop booth and it looks like you're on the cover of a magazine right like, but exactly this is the real thing and they really are on the cover and it's it's so special like um i one of the gals that we did she was actually in sammamish their dog they have a beautiful collie and their collie was on the cover with them. And she said, Oh my gosh, all my neighbors are reaching out saying, you know, how great we look and they love our dog Dex. And now everybody knows who Dex is (laughs) when he goes for a walk, they're going to know him. But again, how else would they get to know the family and get to know about them? And I think it kind of tears down the ice. If you think about it, you might have a neighbor that, who knows what you might think about them. And then you read this article. It's like, oh, gosh, I, I had no idea. And you feel like they're more approachable the next time you do see them. Yes. Well, it's like you at the grocery store. It's like, hey, I saw you. And how are you? And, and stuff. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. And you do one publication a month. One per area. Yes. It mails monthly. And and so that's 12 neighborhood stories uh a year and mm-hmm. and and plus the the ads and stuff it it becomes kind of a, a a real community organizational thing doesn't it it really does yeah it, it it's the community loves it once they start understanding it you know at first they get it in the mail and like what is this thing because they didn't subscribe to it it's free it just shows up in their mailbox so, you know, it takes them a little bit of time and then they start realizing it and then they look forward to it. I did forget to mention this and I think it's important. Um, you asked about content. It not only comes from those sources that I mentioned, but our businesses also provide content and we call those expert contributors. And so I'm, we have financial planners. We have a lot of different experts. We, it can be any industry. But they will write educational articles about their business. So like our financial planner, every single month, he puts an article about, you know, finances, how to save for retirement, how to invest for your kids for college. You just all these different things. And people learn from that expert about, oh, I didn't know I could do this. Oh, that's interesting. Or could be a doctor who talks about, you know, a treatment, a chiropractor uh, who talks about something. And then people are reading from these local business uh, professionals who know what they're doing, experts. And then they usually want to go to that expert because they've already shared with them that they know what they're talking about. Um, I had one chiropractor who wrote an article about golfing and getting stretched for golf. Golf season was just beginning. It was spring. And my neighbor, who's a big golfer, called me and said, I just read the article from your chiropractor. I'm booked an appointment with him. I I need this. So they also have businesses have a way to reach our audience in a way that I'm not sure they could find it with anybody else, whether it's with our print ads, 
our content that they can provide. We also do digital ads. We do sports website with, you know, banner ads. So we have a far reach even beyond just our publications that's really cohesive together. I'm going to share a story when we come back from this break about how being present on, on a forum, which in this case was radio, changed the course of somebody's business because of who they were and what they did when they were on the radio. This goes back to 2003, the gentleman's name. There are people who have listened to Positive Talk for, you know, for a long time will remember the name Jerry Armour. And I want to pay a little tribute to him when we come back because of how he impacted the show and how the show impacted his business. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio. We're talking with Kendall Stuckey. She is with uh, Best Version Media. And uh, we're going to be right back after these messages. So please stay with us. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please, I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream.
And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we've got a great guest for you today. Her name is Kendall Stuckey, and it's actually Kendall Stuckey Lamb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is her is her whole name these days. And uh, uh, first of all, I want to thank you again for being on the show. And oh. she's a publisher. She's got four different magazines that go into the local market. And it isn't as hard as that seems. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But I wanted to mention, there was a gentleman that I, w- I was having lunch with a friend of mine uh, down in Factoria. The station here is on, on the hill that overlooks Factoria. And uh, we had lunch, and then I walked into a, um, it's called a Good Health Pantry. And uh, I was just wandering around looking at vitamins and stuff. And there was a older gentleman. He was in his early 80s at the time. And he was standing there, and he was standing there talking about his vitamins and how they worked and the things he did. He was a biochemist, and he knew amazing things about a whole myriad of, of chemical compounds and how you could do things naturally without uh, medications and, and this. And I said, he is really talented. I need to have him on the show. Well, when he came on the show, the Good Health Pantry was generating about $16,000 a month, which is not bad for a small business. But he came on the show, and very much like what you're doing with the magazine, he was able to give his expertise on the air. So he was able to talk about, you know, uh, caressing, lowering your cholesterol naturally with with uh, uh, red rice and with other, other deals and things. Well... Because he was so personable and he was giving us real-time data that people needed in a very real way, his business almost doubled because of the number of people that he was able to touch that knew where the Good Health Pantry was that were in the local community. They didn't know how to find him, and he was having trouble figuring out a way to get the word out to the local community about this local store that he had that was a that was a, a diamond in the rough it had lots of he had something called multiguard which is a multivitamin that he had developed with a company and and his sales uh, quadrupled to that people everybody was talking about multiguard he has since passed but in that particular moment in time he really brought a community together of people that were listening to the show and then they would go down to the Good Health Pantry and buy the stuff that he was recommending because he was so real. And that's what your experts are doing when they come onto the magazine and are writing a little article about about how to stretch to play golf or whatever whatever it is. And so that's really important for the community because we've got a tremendous amount of people who are very gifted at what they do that nobody knows who they are. That That is really true. It's really true. Or or maybe don't really even understand what it is that they do, you know? Exactly. Uh, So, you know, we have uh, the pro club is one of our clients. They do um, med spa, you know, they're always writing articles on different, you know, latest and greatest in the med spa industry. We have auto insurance that's you know, talking about, or not auto, all kinds of insurance that tell about, you know, changes in auto insurance and things you need to look out for and, you know, home insurance and 
you know, I've, gosh, so many experts that we have. Pest control talks about, you know, hey, these are your, you know, it's mole season. Here's what you do to take care of your moles. So, you know, there are things that any homeowner or anybody would need, could need to know. And it provides them that space to reach them like your person was able to be on the radio. I mean, that's so powerful. He got to share that and they got to hear it. The next best thing be, you know, after that is writing it in print. Exactly. Especially when you are going to a receptive audience. This isn't like it's a magazine that gets stuck in a uh, magazine holder by the bus stop. Uh, this, this is goes to families and households that can genuinely use this information. Absolutely. Right. We always, homeowners are our target. And the main reason for that is what do homeowners need? Everything, right? If, oh, yeah. if you're living in an apartment, you probably don't need a new roof or, you know, but if you're a homeowner, you could need a new roof. Um, so we just really try to, I try to be thoughtful in the businesses that I bring to them. I want to make sure that they are, you know, is as trusted and reliable as that I do a lot of research before I meet with people and get a good feel for them. We have an in-person or, or, or Zoom conversation. So I have a feel for, for that company um, because I want to bring my homeowners businesses that they can trust. And um, I, I think, you know, we do a good job of doing that. Well, and I'll tell you, I was a renter for a long time. And then I recently uh, purchased a home and in my little home, I had to put on a new roof, had to get a new washer and dryer, had to get a new refrigerator. And uh, so you need, you need to have access to these things. And it's really good if you have access to some that can be verified that it actually is a good thing for you to get, that uh, it's a good place for you to buy and that they take care of their customers and that kind of thing. So I, th I think it's great. So let's, but let's talk about the advertising side. Yeah. How difficult is it to get advertisers to advertise in the magazine? Well, it's not, it's not always the easiest thing. You know, anybody who's looking, if you're really wanting to do something like this, um, this would be the most difficult part, right? Because you have to reach out to a lot of people and, and talk to them. And what I do is I always feel like I share, I share the opportunity. I share, Hey, this is what I can do. This is who I can reach. This is how I can help you. And I feel like I, we go above and beyond because like I said, print digital, all those different avenues. Um, we design ads for people for absolutely no additional cost. They can update their ad monthly. We will do that for them. Our digital team designs their digital ads. They manage all the digital campaigns, so it's plug and play. So for a lot of small and medium-sized business owners, that is not something, they'd have to hire a marketing company to do that. We we provide all of that. So like yesterday, I signed up a, a new per person. He's uh, just really getting started in his business. He does house painting and siding and is starting to get into some remodel but he's never done anything like this before. And so, like I said, we're going to design his ads for him. We're going to take care of him and um, make sure that, you know, we get him out to this audience and make a, a compelling ad and do our very best job for him. So 
all I can do is share the opportunity. It's it's that person at that business. Are they looking for marketing? Is this a good target market for them? But the people that are looking and this is a good target market for them, they see the value because there's no other way to reach an audience the way that we do. So we really stand out all the noise online and we do online ads, which is great. But when you do print and digital together there, it's all the better. So we kind of take away a lot of the noise for business owners. Now, somebody is is asking me to ask you, I don't know that this is true, but I'm guessing if, if somebody wanted to get this magazine delivered to their, say, an apartment or to their home, is there some place that they can call to get that done? Not really, not really, because they are private publications. We chose that demographic. Uh, we mail to specific areas. Um, and there's a reason for that. So, you know, if we want people who are engaged with the magazine, if they don't kind of live in that surrounding area, just like we were saying, Sammamish isn't going to, the plateau is not going to care so much about Maple Valley, right? Right, right? So in order for them to feel engaged in the magazine, they need to have something to do with it. And that's live in that neighborhood. That makes perfect sense, and and you but you do take a lot of solicitation as far as uh, articles and stories and great great people that are in the in the marketplace. Who is it that does when you when you identify who's going to be on the cover? Mm-hmm. Um, who is the one that goes goes and does the interview and puts all of that together? So that's my content coordinator. So I have four magazines. I have two content coordinators and they work with the, that those families and they do. It's very simple. They'll send them a questionnaire. That family fills out that questionnaire. And it's from that that they really write the articles. But often they have to back that up with a phone call or two just to, you know, get a little bit more information out of people and, you know, hear a little bit or ask more questions about something that they wrote about. So my content coordinator does all of that. That's that's really cool. And by the way, I wanted to mention this because I think it's really important. And that is, and that is this. At, at one time I did something and we'll still do it today. If somebody were to ask me, it's, it was called family legacies. And what it was, was I would go and interview the in, individual that they wanted to be at their grandfather or their father or somebody along those lines that they wanted interviewed um, because they wanted to capture that story of that individual and take it forward to the next generations. And, um, and it is in their own voice and, and the way that they talk and so forth. And what I found was most older people don't believe that their story has value or resonance or that anybody would give a crap about what happened in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, or whenever they were young. And it just astounded me, the quality of the individual. I interviewed a gentleman who was, he was uh, like close to 90. And um, he said, you don't want to interview me. I got nothing positive to say. I got nothing worthwhile. I didn't do anything. And I I said, well, what'd you do uh, during World War II? And he said, well, I was uh, chief of staff for General George Patton in, in, in uh, uh, Europe as we were going across. And I don't know if you know, if people know the story of the Third Army going across uh, Europe, uh, but they quite literally ended the war. 
uh, on behalf of the United States because of what they did. He was George Patton's chief of staff, for heaven's sakes. And then he, he left the military and he went to Hollywood and he had personal relationships with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and other stars and celebrities. And yet he still said he had nothing to give. And his story was just so dynamic. We all have got these wonderful stories in our families, and I hate for them to just go away. And, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of that. I interviewed my father uh, shortly before he passed. Um, and during his memorial service, I was able to edit that, it down a little bit. And so we played his life story in his own words in his memorial service. Yes. And it was one of those moments that there wasn't a dry eye in the house because everybody recognized who he was and, and how much they missed him and, and stuff. The, those are the kinds of community things that I think that we don't do nearly enough of. Do you agree with that? Oh, I so agree with that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, there's people's stories are amazing. And the when they lived and the times that they went through are amazing. And I, I do think it's something that we lose. We've lost in a lot of ways. Um, so, gosh, I'm so glad that you had that opportunity to, to get to share those stories about those people and your dad. Um, I, there, was, there was one other that comes to mind. I just want to share this real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was a lady and, uh, and she was elderly, of course. And um, she also was in world, in the generation of world war two. She was a soda jerk. And uh, people don't know what the, that means being a soda yeah. jerk, but it used to be, you would make uh, a sodas with from ice cream and soda and different flavors and stuff. And that was actually called a soda jerk. And that they were these places that you could go to, to get these beverages. And um, she said that her, her, a guy walked in in a military uniform and, uh, he wanted a soda and they got to talking and she said, yeah, I'm being shipped out day after tomorrow to go to, um, um, to go to Europe and fight in the, in that field of battle in Europe. And, uh, he came back the next day and asked her to marry him. So they, they got married. They went to the justice of the peace that day they got married and then he went off to war Fortunately, he came back. They had five kids. They were married for 55 years before he passed. And and she didn't think she had a story to tell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It, it, was, it was like, are you kidding? Are this, you this kidding? This could be a movie. This, it could and it should be a movie. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't. To me, this is the charm of, like, you getting to meet those people and getting to share those and my getting to meet people and sharing their stories. I, I don't. That's just the, the best, the beauty of it. We had a gentleman. He was one of my first, maybe my third family that I featured. It was he and his wife. He was in his 80s. She was probably in her 70s. They both rode Harleys. Uh, they, yes. I think he had the three wheel Harley at, by this time, but she had the two wheel Harley. He um, had been in the fire department, I think for a long time, he restored this old fire truck and just had all the community involved in restoring this fire truck. People remembered it. Now it's at the historical museum. 
Um, he started this historical society and helped with another gentleman named Dick Peacock, put that all together. He just had this, he did so much for the community. And to get to feature that and share his story, when we did the photo shoot, he's got his leather jacket on, they're on their Harley. I mean, it was just so classic. He had such a youthfulness about him. Maybe three or so years later, he passed away. He got ill from something. I don't know. But I saw his wife at his memorial, and they had that magazine at the memorial because there it was, a piece of his history right there that they were going to be, that family was able to keep now forever and have his story. And that, I just, it just warms your heart. I love sharing people who've lived this, on this earth a long time story because they're fascinating. It's important. And it's for important. those of you that, that um, maybe a little younger and you're thinking, well, you know, they're eighties or seventies or eighties, they've had quite a life and they've got a ton of stories to tell and okay, by the way, a lot of wisdom to share. And so they should not be set aside, stuck in a, in a home to be um, warehoused until they die. We need, we need to take care of our people better. And, and the other thing is, and what I've learned doing the show, I mean, I've interviewed some big, big names and, you know, uh, national figures and stuff, but I find that there are people that you will never ever see doing some incredible work that I try and find that we can bring here. You're being one of them. That, that you're making a difference in your community that would not necessarily happen without you. And that's important for all of us to share that so that other people can say, well, you know what? Kendall's a very smart lady, but if she can do it, I surely can. Well, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe I'll do one in Bellingham or, or Seattle or, or Belltown or, all the different places that we have that we're, are within uh, reach of people to do it. And, and we can restore our sense of community because the sense of community is not about the big star. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, they're not the, who the community is. The community are the people that live and work in an area and have got extraordinary stories to tell. And I think there, every one of them is worth hearing. Me too. Here, here. Bravo. I love that. Yeah. You know, so when you, when you start talking about this and that's really why I wanted to have you on is because we want to build a sense of community. It's we've lost even with social media and stuff. We've lost the sense of local community. It's, It's yes, we have. And I mean, my dream would be to have a community magazine in every community because think about what it's, done in the 1200 areas that we're in right we could be in 50, you know 5000 areas we have so much area to grow but it does unite people it brings people together it's something that is it's just never going to be divisive it's just always uplifting people sharing the good in people there's so much good so many things that people do that's truly just amazing and that should be shouted out at the rooftops a lot more often. And they don't do it for the publicity. Nope. They don't certainly don't do it for the money. Mm-mm. They do it because of the love in their heart. Yep. It's all and because that, of what's in their heart. 
And that, that is so important. So if you would like to um, join Kendall and, and join this publication, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me at kstuckey at bestversionmedia.com. That's my email address. I'd love to chat with them. And it's a it's easier thing to do than you might think. And uh, even really though, is. you know, some things, the easiest things are not always for free. So, so, but the, the let me ask you this. You've been doing this for seven years. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have been rewarded with the hard work you've put in in that seven years? Yes. Yes. First, first and foremost, I was able to replace the income of another uh, business that I did for 15 years. I was able to do that in a couple of years. That's important to me, right? I needed to make a living. What you want to eat? What's the matter with you? I know. I like a roof and I like to eat. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is important to me. And, and for me personally, just to have the potential for um, growth and income, you know, as the business side of me, that was really important that I that I wasn't limited by what somebody else thought my value was. My value is what I want to gain from this and what I want to put into it. That's important. On the other side where I reach people and I can't even say how much that's meant to me. I've lived in this community for 23 years. Before this, I was in another business in the apparel industry and I traveled all the time. I was on airplanes and I was out of town. I would come home, um, you know, and like you said, eat and, you know, whatever here. But it wasn't like I was I wasn't living my life even in my own community. Now I'm more engaged than I was the previous, all those years before. I know more people. I'm more involved. It's more rewarding. Uh, I, it's my joy is meeting new people almost on a daily basis and learning about their lives and figuring out how I might be able to help the small business owners who struggle so much to get their business name out there, how I might be able to help them. But those um, homeowners, those people that live in the, these communities, how I can enrich their lives and make it better and get them to know more people. And it's just there's a million ways. It's hard to describe all the positive things that it's done in my life. That is so cool. That is so cool. So if you want to go to bestversionmedia.com, you can you can look at all of what they do and then go to uh, Kendall Stuckey at um, Hey Stuckey at bestversionmedia.com. It's a long one. <laughs> say, that, say that one more time. K Stucky at bestversionmedia.com. And I want to thank you for being here. This has been, I've enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed this hour. You made me go I down, loved it. Thank you. You made me go down memory lane. And, and I want to dedicate this particular episode to my good friend who's, who's long past now, but his name is Jerry Armour. He was on the show in 2003. The folks that will remember him, he was a, he was a really was a good hearted man and he cared about his community and the people in it. So um, Jerry, that's for you, my friend. And, and I know you're doing well where you are. So um, again, I want to thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? 
No, thank you. I just really appreciate this opportunity. It's just been a pleasure and what a joy for me here. Would I be doing this without the magazine? So this is one more, one more wonderful thing that's happened in my life. Well, you see, that's what happens when you do good things. <laughs> good things tend to happen back. Yeah. And again, we've been talking to uh, Kendall Stucky Lamb, and uh, I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio. And by the way, I want you to all remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday at noon. <laughs>